We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yo, Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. That dude, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do it. Like a champion. Look, hey. now, now we can start throwing a little play like a champion in there. Hey. And you know, as always, we are here on CFB Nation, which is presented by Twisted Tea. Left, first of all, tip of the cap to you, my brothers. As I told you before the show, man, I was flipping back and forth between the Notre Dame game and the Western Kentucky game. That's right. Incredible job, man. Were you nervous, bro? Oh, man. I mean, not doing it for a long time. First half, I was a little nervous just because of the teams and how they play. Such a fast pace. So you got to know I'm trying to gauge whether I should or should not say something. Sometimes I let the game ride. But uh, I had a good play-by-play guy. I mean – you know, he did a good amount of the talking. So for an intro, hey, it's all you can ask for. And I just got a stack day yeah, and put, put it together. I caught you, man. I, I man, as the color, as a color guy, you have to have three or four stories in the back pocket. In the back pocket. That's about true. a player or a situation, right? So I flip over and I catch you like getting ready to set up a story. And I was like, oh, he in his bag. I'm like, he's in his bag. I was like, Leffin's in his bag already. Right, that's right. It was right. beautiful, man. I was so proud, man, to be your brother, dude. And uh, yo, we're doing this because of his schedule. Um, depending upon what time he gets back on Sundays, we're going to have to do the post-game show either Sunday night or just go ahead and take it over to Mondays. So just rock with us. During this time, man, we're both working. We hope you guys have had an incredible holiday. Yeah, have absolutely. Eaten, man, I hope you've eaten real good. I know I did. <laughs> I, boy, I, know I, did. Too. <laughs> I lost my mind. I lost my mind. You said the flavors start tasting different than the Yo, it was so, before. It was like, so, wow. So, LL Nation, let me tell you why your boy lost his mind. And then we're going to get into Notre Dame. And some other stuff, because there's some great stuff that happened this weekend. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to this weekend's big matchup between Notre Dame and NC State, or the battle for the Cyhawk Trophy between Iowa and Iowa State, maybe heading to Tuscaloosa to watch Texas and Alabama, or any other matchup in the Week 2 action, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBNATION. For $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code CFB Nation for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about Brian Kelly. Oh, we, we oh, definitely, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, we definitely going to talk about Brian Kelly. The, oh, the guy that he, he got a. Oh. Oh, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be it's gonna be better talent. So it, everything's gonna be different down at that group. I have so much freedom to do. Oh what man, I need to do you got a chef? No more paper bag lunches. <laughs> everything's gonna be better. Woo! But no. So your boy, you know, I am recovering, going through therapy from you know my treatments, and one of the things that I have not been able to do is taste foods. I have not been able to taste foods, man. And it's been difficult, like getting nutrition into my body and challenging because I couldn't taste anything. Well, something happened yesterday morning, boy. And I'm exactly left. Yesterday was exactly a month out. Oh, like it was a, like 30 days right on the It time. was literally a month out from when I rang the bell on yesterday. Wow. I woke up and I went to drink some juice. And I got used to drinking the juice and it tasting a certain way. And all of a sudden, I could taste everything. 
Oh, you was tasting the all natural flavor. It was it was a cran it was cranberry juice. See, so that's I'm a like, distinct taste too. That's a distinct taste. So okay. I drink it and I'm like, oh snap, I could I could taste this, right? <laughs> so then I go I go into the the pantry and I get a club crack. I was like, let me get a club crack. Cause that's a good. That's another one. Yeah, that's another get the one. club crack up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I go to church. And my wife always is like, you know, she has to stop at Starbucks on the way to church, dude. I listen. I already know the Starbucks. Bro. The Starbucks trip is almost automatic at this point. You know what I'm saying? So my thing. This is funny. You're gonna laugh at this, man. My wife has called me an adolescent for the last month. While I've been struggling to regain my taste, it's one thing that I could taste that I fell in love with. And you probably have a bunch of these in your house, dude, because you had two small boys. <laughs> oh, I already you, know what this might you be. Know this, you know the squeezable applesauce, yeah. bruh? <laughs> Left. Crushing the, it. The apple raspberry joint? Yep. Yeah, we got those and the animals. No, oh, the fridge pool. They fire, love. So I'm sitting up, man. I'm sitting up in like a kid every day with the little applesauce, apple raspberry, like yeah. Squeeze the heck out of it. Yeah. I'm squeezing <laughs> <laughs> because I can taste it. Long story short, yesterday my mother barbecued, so I get to her house, bro. I ran straight to the slab of ribs. With the sauce, sister had to confirm if this was. Really I said, real. I gotta test if this thing is real, boy. I said, I know God is real, but I gotta test it. Man, that sauce they never tasted better. And I was the LL Nation. I was telling Malik, I lost my mind. I had some ribs. Then they had I to hit you with the, They had to hit you with the slow down. It's not going nowhere. Yes, I had a ribeye steak. Then my mother does a very nice cucumber salad with cucumbers and tomatoes and onions. Oh, I killed that. I had cheesecake. Bruh, I lost my mind yesterday. Yeah, I was like, oh. I get to it. Yo, and it's just amazing because the doctors had told me that it would come back bit by bit. And it literally all came back at the same time. Like everything. Everything. So. Yo, that was my weekend. I hope you had a great weekend. Left. <clears throat> I don't want to complain. I had to watch the game again. Because at first glance, the first quarter, man, I had a lot of notes. Like, yo, what the hell is Al Golden doing? <laughs> what the hell is Blake Fisher doing? That's right. Like... <laughs> You still can't tackle in space. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Then I watched it again, and I said to myself, you know what? They won the game. This is the, you just want to get out of there. They blew them out. And let me tell you, when I saw Steve Angeli under center to start the second half, I said, oh, we, hey. <laughs> I said, oh, man. It is starting to trend in the way we want it to go. This is, like this is what now. this is the type of program we need right here. Right. You told me something that your co-workers told you in the booth that even though they wouldn't let you watch the Notre Dame game, it made you feel good. What did they tell you while you were calling the game on CBS? 
They said, oh, we. So before, you know, when I used to watch the team you know, during the games and stuff, they'd be like, oh, you guys are barely struggling to beat Toledo. You guys are hanging on. You know, I'm really nervous and stuff. Now they don't even want to look at it. They're like, oh, y'all playing these sorry teams. And, oh, you you know, they don't want to give us no credit now because we're looking like the team that, that we were supposed to be. Yeah. Now you're getting the haters. Before you get the jokes and the and the oh, you guys are barely beating Purdue. You guys are think national champion, all that stuff. Now they like, oh, we oh, okay. You know, they we rubbing it. They, they don't like the jokes when I when I got the gun now. I'm like, hold on, we we got ain't fun when the rabbit got the gun. It's not fun for them because you know I got a bunch of uh some Michigan fans in there. I got, oh. got some uh uh some some Houston guys, like you know, people that just Listen, hey, by the way, place. Houston has some fly uniforms on this weekend. Oh, those oiler ones, yeah. Those See, them fly. SMU, they got some cold jerseys too. Them Texas schools, they, they know how to mix the flavors up for sure. But I think that's player driven, like you know, the players be looking to inspire that. But listen, back to the back to the green and blue, yo, the the, the gold and blue. I'm waiting for you. Let's start it off like we do post-game style. How do you think your three keys played out? Man, you know, unfortunately in a game like this, the three keys seem to go by the wayside because we're clicking on all cylinders, right? It's hard to just be too specific when everything is just an overflow of good for us right now. I think they obviously executed the three keys well, but, but more so it's just the – the poise and the comfortability that we looked throughout the game. Yeah. We can play comfortable from a lead. We haven't seen what we look like behind yet, but the way we know how to keep a lead lets me know that if we were down, we would know how to close the gap. Yeah. We didn't let the team breathe. You know, sometimes, you know, we'll get up and be surprised we up and then, and then let the team stick around. Yeah. We're like, listen, we putting the nail in the coffin early. So we can get these young guys developed and ready and some experience because we don't know down the road when that depth is gonna play a part. Yeah. Hell, say we go down tomorrow and at least Steve got a half in. Man. <laughs> at, least, at least we ain't being like, man, we gotta hire guys out for Craigslist and out the stadium. With now a he's a, he's gonna have to make sure he throws the ball in between the hashes. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know. But so, it's also highlighting though, I think Marcus Freeman was, you know. Uh, 4D chess with it, where he's like, okay, I'm going to put on display what else is in the room that shows the gap of talent and why we haven't been developed just yet. Yeah, I thought it was really smart for them to be like, listen, we're not going to have everybody speculating about Angelia, what he can and cannot do, because we know we got these young guns that people know about. Right. We're going to give Angelia the chance to be like, hey, where are you limited at? Where are you trying to go? How good can you get? Where are the things you, you know, can you help this team win? And I thought we saw some good attributes from a Steve Angeli, who I thought, I'm sure a lot, like a lot of other people, that he wasn't quite it for what we're trying to be. Now, I still believe that the guys we got in the tank can get the job done. And that's still yet to be seen, but I like what they're, what they're trending to, to be like. Yeah. Steve's just an interesting spot at Notre Dame because of where we want to go is an accelerated path. We're like taking AP Chem and AP History yeah. and AP Math. Yeah. 
we with Steve, it was just like we just getting home ec- economics one on one, you know, underwater basket weaving. You might take a piano class for third period. It was real easy and unchallenged. Yeah. Now he's Steve's even got to raise his level of play from what he thought he was good enough for. It ain't it ain't good enough now. No. So there's gotta be it's gotta be some fire under your tail to wanna be better and develop faster too, because I don't know how many more halves. Well, hopefully you get more halves, but I don't know how many are gonna come down in as we get on with the season playing obviously a couple better teams. Now, if we can repeat this process against the NC State, we're gonna be dangerous. We're gonna be dangerous. If we put don't our friends, don't time, you think this NC State game will tell us a lot? about who Notre Dame is? Because like most people are like, oh, Ohio State's going to tell us who Notre Dame is. It's a lot from a character standpoint that you're going to learn about Notre Dame. First road game, truly the first time they have conflict pushback on a serious stage. You know, decent quarterback. This, this game, you know, even though Notre Dame's favored by seven and a half, I've seen eight and some some places it, it, you, you could you're gonna learn a lot from Notre Dame this week yeah I think what you'll see is once we play more of a traditional team offensively and defensively a team that's a little more competitive than where these other two teams are probably headed towards this season the team that believes they can probably mix it up in the ACC you know a team that is a little more inspired mm-hmm. than the other two we yeah. will get to see what we look like on a stage that we're going to get some pushback. Yeah. We might get we might be down at in parts of the game just because of the type of or the level of, of play and competition we're going against. This for me I'm going to look at is Notre Dame still the team that's going to play to the level of whoever they playing to? Because the first two are gimmies. Those are layups. Mm-hmm. You know, you go right hand with the right hand, go left with the left, you know. Yeah. This is like that 12-foot, 18-foot jumper. Hmm. This, that, not this, a, that, it's not a lot of De- DeMar DeRozan's in the league anymore, dude, that can hit that consistently. And that's, the, and that's that mid-range game for Notre Dame. That's what I want to see. Are we a B-plus A range on our, on our 12 to 18-foot jumpers when we're playing these teams? Because we ain't asking for the half court yet. That's, mm. that's two weeks. Mm. That's step three. I'm looking for that step three in two weeks. But right now, can we get that Kawhi off the backboard, 12-footer turnaround going? Because that's the those are the games that we need to be really good in mm-hmm. when it's the November games against Pitt, when it's those games against Duke, where we know we're better on paper. We may not have to let everything out the bag, but that 12-foot jumper got to be there. Because if we're not knocking that down, we can only get so many transition points and threes before we get we're in trouble. So if we can work our mid-range game and that can be polished, not that we gotta obviously we want to blow them out, all of that, but if we can win with efficiency and consistency in a clean game, we're not in there getting 14 penalties for a hundred yards, or we doing crazy undisciplined things you know, extra after the play, if we can win in a clean, efficient manner and and still do our job 
and it yeah. may not have to be the best we played all year. Just yeah. that nice our B game has to be better than 80%, 90% of the country. The B game is good enough. It's good the enough. Game, the B game is good enough. We're not it, looking let me, let me let me let me tell you something, man. I have always said, look, let's not get out of our skis. Let's be cautious about Sam Hartman. Let's stop. Oh my goodness, him. they talk about he better than Caleb and all. They try to throw the numbers in there. Let me tell you something. Let he Notre Dame got the ball back with 57 seconds. That's right. On Saturday. And the drive he put together. He put it together in like 37 seconds, bro. Yeah. No, it looks it looked it looked it looked right. It looked and like the right choice. It you have to pinch yourself and say, yo, is this Notre Dame? Because stuff like that doesn't happen. But that no, there's no quarterbacks from Notre Dame don't do that. That's true. They, they don't do that. It's the poise and he impacts the way everybody else plays. That's right. In, in those moments. It's a beautiful thing to see. It really is. Later it on, we're, we're going to talk about the true impact of the transfer portal and why Notre Dame is in a sticky place. When we mm. look at the impact the transfer portal has had the first two weeks of college football, man, Notre Dame and people Vaca, they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to yeah. open the doors a little bit for Notre Dame and, and make things a little bit easier because, yo, there's some impact going on through this, this transfer portal, and it's becoming much bigger than just going out and um, recruiting. But let me let me let me ask you this, Left, because you know, you know, you push back. You know, you talking about I don't know red shirt. Da -da. You 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 still want a red shirt, old boy? Though, huh? He looks good. <laughs> you still want a you still want a red shirt, twelve? Huh? Ask me after next week, because huh? I mean, you know. Oh, uh, okay. And we, we don't can get... roll out. We can roll out me and you right now, and we might mess around, and get a touchdown playing with Sam Hart. Mm. If we play in a bunch of T T C T S U's or whatever, mm -hmm. if we play a bunch of teams like that. You know, I might want to, you know, get a little touchdown or something. I mean, that's true. Just about everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ate. Steve now, Jelly faked out, faked, faked out. Russia's turn to his left, threw a pass. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're out there doing stuff that shoot. <laughs> You're right. You're right. But was but was awesome though too. But you do you do know that second seat. You do know that. You you do know Dylan McCullough is getting ready to. <laughs> See that that'll be that'll be a little presumptuous. I think uh, you got to let it ride a little. Nah, just bro, bro, I'm just I'm just trying to forewarn <laughs> you, bro. You know what's scary, bro. This is this is gonna mess you up. If it were not for Deion Sanders being his peewee coach, that cat oh, Dylan Edwards wouldn't. Have, yeah, because Dylan McCullough had Jeremiah Love and Dylan Edwards in the class, bro. Both of them. We do, had him. Do you understand? Do, do, do you understand the amount well, of ignorance? <laughs> The amount of ignorance at the running back position. It would have been, yeah. It's almost like Dylan Edwards had to leave only he had to. Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? It just it would have been too much. Seven guys now. Yeah, it, it would have been too much. It would have been too much. Like, what are we, we doing? We would have had to put the court or the running back at quarterback just to have another guy on the field with him. Like, Dude, it's, it's like that not Dylan McCullough, now you showing out. Now, now yeah. you're just showing out. Said, how much money can we now. give you? Like, good grief. 
you making us have to pay you more. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not too upset about the Dylan Networks things only because, like you said, with Dylan Networks, it would be even harder for Dylan McCullough to know where, what direction to head. Because mm. you could close your eyes right now in the running back room and be like, okay, let's see. You go this time. No, 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 you mm -hmm. go this time. Almost how Alabama's receivers, when they had uh, Ruggs and, and Devontae Smith and Jerry right. Judy, they was playing rock, paper, scissors to see who goes out. Right, right. <laughs> the right. running backs might actually have to think about that. They might have to hit a Rochambeau best two out of three to see who's going to take that next drive because they're all capable. And and you don't want to you don't want to be too locked in on order right now, because as we saw from from the uh, from the last game, any one of them can pop at any time during the game. You know, sometimes you used to think, okay, all you estimate second half, that last four minutes, ride the game out. You know, pick your spots, and then you put Logan Diggs in the first half. You know, try to get the ball rolling a little bit, do some different things. Now. Every one of the running backs can go all four, all four quarters. At any point, I feel good about putting them all in at different spots of the game. It's like they're rollless. It's like just put them in there and let them roll. That's what it is. But it's also interesting, too, the play calling. Why does the play calling look like we've been missing this for about six, seven years? Is it Sam Hartman making it look easy? Or I is think it that, 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 finally calling the right play? Because we wasn't calling a lot of the stuff we was calling before Sam Hartman. I don't think it's because we we couldn't, but the trust wasn't there. And they talk about that a lot. The trust wasn't there. When you trust Sam, I mean, it just looked like they on the same page. And it's hard to believe because how are you on the same page with a guy that just got there? I'll tell you one thing. What third and nine feels totally different than it did the last two years. And defenses are saying the same thing. Oh, man, yeah. it's third and 12. I'm sitting there like, oh, okay, it's third and 12. And Sam what's is up? too. Yeah, Sam's up? like, let's go, 39, let's go. We already know where to go. Yeah. And we can throw it short and get longer because he got the anticipation. He's going to get it there on time. Yeah. He's going to trust his playmakers to make the play after uh, yards after catch, catch uh, yards after uh, contact. Yeah. And, and, and you're starting to see the traits of our receivers. You're starting Same to see them. There is something you just asked. I will say this. I think the influence of the collaboration. Remember, you were kind of critical of Jared Parker talking about collaboration. And you were like, yo, by the time it gets to Thursday, all that collaboration is done. It's your show. I do think Joe Rudolph has changed. I've seen more pen and pull, counter. I've seen more than, man. And that is... A far departure from what was Harry's strength. Yeah, what Harry, Harry really likes to do pool. with Tommy. That outside zone, sure. Yeah, so that is an influence on the play calling, because you know Harry and Tommy would lock the step, and then you have some other influences where it might be Geno as quarterback coach, and I think the foundation is what this team was used to from a playbook standpoint. But the evolution, I don't even think the evolution is at past 25%, honestly. I think they're going to open some stuff on North Carolina State this week. Oh, yeah. I think we've had a lot held in the tank, um, especially I think a lot of the 
because we have so many good running backs, I think Jared uh-huh. Parker's knocking on Joe Rudolph's door, like, hey, give me some stuff. <laughs> give me some, give me some of that Wisconsin love when y'all have Melvin Gordon and, and, and Michael White and, and all those guys. Give me some of that because I think we have traces of a great backfield where all that pin and pull stuff, we got the linemen to do it. Yeah, give me some of that. Give me them formations and heavy sets, and I'll mix it in with what Sam doing good with that we can open it up in the red zone and he can just start slicing and dicing. But that middle of the field and even backed up or some crucial spots, give me some of them reds or uh, them Wisconsin plays, Joe Rudolph, because I know you are you you got it down pat for sure. For us to be so two way as it is and so open and versatile as a as a team from an athletic standpoint. I'm sure it's not hard to implement those same things and also keep some of the same things with Sam going as well. It's like the best of both worlds, you know? So with that being said, I think it just makes it better that we have such a great running back room mixed with a guy down the hallway who knows how to call plays for the running backs or at least put the right formations and the right uh, sequences of runs that can be successful on a week-to-week basis yeah. Because I mean, all the tape that they got from Wisconsin from all them runs is probably still there. So let that's me a force for Jared Parker. Now, I mentioned earlier, I really didn't know, and even after the second time watching the game, I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out why Al Golden came out so aggressive. I think he tried to overwhelm them early. Yeah. Because I felt like, dude, you can dominate these dudes in the trenches, man. Like, why are you yeah, opening really yourself? Why are you blitzing yourself, opening yourself to runs in the first quarter? Like, what are we doing? Tennessee State's first drive, man. Of course, it was aided by a pass interference on third down. They should have been off the field. Benjamin Morrison gives up a comeback on a, a quarterback getting out of pocket to the right. It's just a lot of things, man. But then Tennessee yeah. State dropped the ball on a two, dropped another ball on the crossing route. It was just sloppy. It was sloppy. And then the defense started to overwhelm them a bit. The plan, Al just, he wanted to come. And I'm like, okay, you're trying to put stuff on film for NC State to look at, you know, because he could have sat back and just dominated. Yeah. There's definitely some gamesmanship in there. And then again, there's also an opportunity knowing you're going to win. Well, you can try a lot of different stuff to, to see how guys respond in game. It's one thing to run through these different sets and different blitzes in practice, but to try some stuff that you like iffy on during the week and yeah. you don't know if they're going to execute, this is the game to throw all that out there. Yeah. Let's, let's try a couple couple different blitzes and do a couple different things just because I know our offense got us backed up. Right. <laughs> I, can, I can try a blitz. In a in a non-blitz area, just because if we don't get it and, and or somehow they score, hey, the offense gonna back me up. As before, yeah. you gotta play it real safe. Yeah, you gotta call your best stuff all game because you gotta hold on, hoping that the offense can get back on the field and score some points. Now you can take some risk. You can try some guys in different spots and, and try to do some things from a pressure standpoint. Because if it works in the game, you can come back to it later on when it matters in bigger games, which is something I'm interested in seeing is that, yeah, all this stuff is working now, but I want to know when we're playing a team that we're not supposed to be or a team that's going to keep it down to the wire, we still need to have an X factor. I, I think it's, it still has to be a go-to guy 
not a committee situation. Well, at this point, the guy that we have to go to Jaden Thomas for me has really kind of okay. Like you're gonna be that dude. Okay, I see you. And defensively, you know, Marcus Freeman after the Navy matchup was was harping on turnovers. It was really good to see. Um, let me tell you something, man. Clarence Lewis, yo, the much maligned Clarence Lewis. Because Notre Dame, that was another thing. They went three safeties a lot. I mean, Thomas Harper is a safety, but he's also a nickel. Right. But they had three safeties on the field a lot against Tennessee State. I'd be very interested against Brennan Armstrong if that trend continues. Because when they go with Clarence Lewis instead of one of those safeties, mm. He tends yep. to make plays. Ramon Henderson with the big intersect, big interception. Yep. And it's it's, it's going to be interesting. Lewis, it's really good to see Clarence Lewis be able to be in both of those spots because mm -hmm. of his, his ball skills. Yeah. That's adding almost an extra corner safety to that mix. Plus, he's he's seen a lot of action in previous years. Yeah. So from a whole getting nervous thing, he probably like getting nervous about what? He's been through the gamut. He's been through the Nick Coleman season where they just trying him every big play and he's there, but he ain't there. So I think those experiences helped him develop into being a more consistent and technical player amongst other guys that may be better, but he can hide better within that. I think that's where the safety position for him is better than corner because you can do more things at that position. Now, adding some corner skill to it, some ball instincts, some – some uh, good pass drops. Mm -hmm. I think he's found a a better role for the team that he fits in playing some safety because you got to think of Xavier Watts doesn't have the same pass uh, defensive skills as a Clarence Lewis, mm -hmm. where Clarence Lewis doesn't have the same box skills for the run defense like Xavier Watts. So now you're getting a chance to, okay, we want to stop the run this drive. Let's get Xavier Watts in there, mix it up, send him on some blitzes keep him in the, uh, the low in the box to help run support. But if we're playing an air raid team, they're trying to air us out two minutes, end the game, whatever, Clarence Lewis can be a bigger help at safety than he would at corner because he at least he understands some concepts better. He's got the the, the hips that corners have. Yeah. But playing at safety can make some better breaks on the ball, take some chances. So that goes back to why we've been recruiting two-way players this whole time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? 
check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Because uh, I see some interesting stuff going on in the chat right now. I do. I don't know. You guys might be late to the party. I know. I know the podcast that that said, "Yo, relax." Remember when everybody was going crazy? Oh, Tobias is about to have a hundred receptions, and he's about see? to do this and do see? that. He's gonna take the top <laughs> off the defense. And there was one podcast that was like, "Look, these receivers are young." And yeah. who, who has proven that they, they can separate and produce? And now after two games, everybody's like, oh, receivers having a problem separate. We've been telling y'all that all summer. We, we've been telling you that. And we said once they get to the real competition, secondaries are going to have them prove. They're going to make sure they prove it. Yeah, absolutely. And they can separate, and they are going to try and light Sam Hartman up. Oh, yeah. Man-to-man, blitz packages. Y'all prove that you Creative can separate. They're gonna send a lot. And Sam Harmon, and they might, they might do it. And they might get to him. They might and do it. Be. This might be the week Tobias bust loose because Tobias has been open the first two games. Yes, yeah, multiple right. times on, on deep routes. And I saw somebody else said, "Sam, look, I don't look. Sam Hartman's arm is okay. It's Let's okay. not act like he has like a bazooka." <laughs> This is the same dude that underthrew Tobias game one from like 40 yards. So he has enough to do what he needs to do, especially yeah, in the I, intermediate. Especially. I still don't believe Tobias. I still believe he would fit better in our era with hmm. the deep balls, with the Ev, me, Deshaun, you know, that whole thing. He still fits better in our era. Because you guys have arms that can that can really put it out there. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that he can't be productive in this offense either. If Sam gets, you know, he's got great anticipation. And hell, if we get cross can we, get him, can we get him on some can drag we routes? Can we can we get him on some drag routes? Yeah. I Listen, mean, you, yo, you're trying to get use his speed and run after the catch. Get him on some drag routes. Yeah. Set him you up know, with some, with some screens, you know, where he can he can he can work out a little bit. This they've tried. They've tried to. I don't know what it is. They keep running this quick screen. They were successful with it. Was Steve Angeli hit? Uh, if uh, Jay Thomas doesn't slip, he probably takes it about fifty sixty yards for a touchdown. But they've been going short field quick screen with Joe Alt coming out trying to block the defensive back. That's a. It's a very. It has to be timed so perfect. And they tried to do it with Tobias in the first half. I, I would like to see him to the wide field get an opportunity 
in the screen yet. Yeah, I think, you know, whenever you're throwing those short side screens, you're looking to just, because it's a shorter side of the field, you're hoping that your linemen, when they come flat, the defender is is in an unavoidable situation. You know, in the field, he can run around, he can run all the way. But in the short side, it's like, you better make something, you're going to get blasted. So I think there is some benefit. Plus, you know, we got Joe Alden. He's, he is what he's supposed to be. So we want to, you know, have his film looking good, getting out there and all that. But you're right. I think the screens to the field with faster guys like Tobias gives an opportunity for more of an explosive play if they can make somebody miss and just open up a little bit. And I do think that also comes back to us unleashing all of this stuff against yeah. better teams. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like – I just don't like – Tobias is 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 uh is breezy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? His first two years, he can only run – you know, someone in the chest, I'd like to see him run a post route. We've we seen that. That's the only mm. route he ran last year. That's how we knew he could run deep. It's like, dude, let him run routes that will add to his repertoire. Like yeah, you don't want him like coming out there specifically for go routes and posts. Like, mm. and every time a defense sees him, they're like, "Okay, there's only two routes he can run." Yeah, back up or whatever. Right. You know, because um, it seems like Jane Greyhouse and Rico at this point are pretty much running everything. Yeah, from from both sides being used being successful. But yeah, we we were very critical of yeah. This this wide receiver core is going to be challenged uh to get open. Yeah. They're going to be challenged to get open. So, that's that's Steve Angeli. Like like what I saw um yeah. Mitchell Evans. Like I said, that last 50 second drive at the end of the first half, that was the Mitchell Evans drive. That's right. I mean, right. and it, and it's and it's good that you know, you start looking at all these teams around the country, especially some of the bigger teams. Ohio State didn't look great, you know, against Indiana. Yeah, but we knew that. I think the benefit of any of most of this is that we got an older guy at quarterback, and that old guy effect. It's trickled down to the team where we're playing with a calmness. You got those those young pups like Club Nick at Clemson. He's still rousing and frazzled. So the team going to be rousing. I'm not surprised they look in and out and they, they got bits and pieces where they're streaky because their quarterback is still streaky. He ain't even uh -huh. 21 yet. Yeah. I don't believe you can be good at quarterback till you're at least 22. Yeah. Say I'm damn near 30. Yeah. <laughs> So you, Sam has crossed that whole midlife quarterback crisis. He knows who he is. Yeah. So I think the team feels that. They're like, okay, yeah. we know Sam not going to overextend himself and do things that we've never seen before. I know that if I run my route on the right time, it possibly most likely will be there. And I trust that. So they have a trusting factor with Sam from the coaching staff and the players where we know what we're getting. I think with yeah. a lot of these other teams where they're trying to figure out their quarterback, this, that, and the other, their quarterback don't even know who they are. So yeah. it's hard to to play with it and coach for it. Yeah. If you don't know what you're good at yet, because it's your second game starting. Like <laughs> I don't know what you like. So I do think it's cool that because we have Sam at this time, because I think next year we will have a little bit more struggle. 
But because we have Sam this year, those young guys like Jaden Grayshouse and Rico Flores probably wouldn't be getting the things that they get now because we would be so focused on trying to put the vets around a Steve Angeli, the vets around a, yeah. a Kenny Minchie, the, the guys that know what they're doing. Now you don't really need to know much. I mean, you need to know what you're doing, but you you don't need to feel nervous when you're out there because of who we got at quarterback. And it's amazing because, you know, remember I would, like, just come back from the spring and give practice reports and, like, I would immediately go from Sam Hartman to Tyler Buckner to Kenny Mitchie. Yeah. And people would be like, yo, what about Steve Angeli? And I would be like, <laughs> but it wasn't our fault. That's what he looked like. It I mean, is. Look. Like. <laughs> Kenny Minchie is going to CJ Carr and Kenny Minchie will give every opportunity to be the starters next year. That's right. That's every right. opportunity. That's and, right. and for every, every everybody that was like, oh, he looked good in a blue and gold game last year. He looked good in the blue and gold game this year. <laughs> it, dude, and they're like, Sean, why do you why why do you always skip over him? Like I watch you him, him. I watch you him the ball in practice. <laughs> you seen the kid. It, it is he is he has a decent arm. I think he's more athletic than you would people give him you credit. You think he him. is, you give him credit. But it ain't saying like he's Lamar. Jackson. I think Gene, I think Gino Gadouli is really helping him. And I think under that tutelage, he would be a better quarterback than he would have been under Tommy Reese. I'll for sure I'll say that. I will put money on that. Well, hell, as far as doing it by himself. Hey, yeah, as far as like talent and nah. Like, See, but that's good too. As people. This is the you said this left. Ask people around the program. Like I talked to other B other B reporters, people in the program, and the one thing you hear about Kenny Minchie is, oh, we have to talk to him about uh backing it down. Like he's he's so confident. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's the traits you want to hear. That's what you want to hear from a quarterback. Biting at the at the chomping at the bit to be out here. You gotta be like, mm-hmm. back up, man. Dang, it ain't your turn yet. Back up. Mm-hmm. He like, man. I just thought I heard my name called. Man, I just thought I saw the ball there, and then nobody was on the center. I just wanted to step in, just being next man in mentality. That's what you hear. He's That's a confident true. thrower. That's another thing you hear. He's a confident thrower of the ball. That's what you hear. Like he throws the ball with confidence. Like he, man. So, you know, but at this point, we're stuck because. Minty's not ready. Right. Sam Hartman goes down. Hey. Yeah. Because you can't have a drop off with how fast and how good this team is taking off. And the level yeah. we've taken off at, yeah. With an unfortunate injury, it would devastate the program. Yeah. To have uh Steve Angeli going there and not be halfway decent. Yeah. It would just destroy the momentum. Of not only the season, but damn, Marcus Freeman's got to be like, I can't go back to that portal for no. a quarterback this year. I can't do it. I can't do it. So we got to start building the in-house talent, you know, 
get get some of them quarterbacks off the shelf, put them out there, put some marketing dollars behind them, right? Like they a rapper, we gotta we gotta put the EP out, gotta put a single out, we gotta hype them up. Machine gotta get behind them because if, if all else fails, they gotta be able to be productive and hold the ship until we get the right guy. Yeah, that's what Jack yeah. Cone did really well. That's what hell. That's what Sam Hartman's doing really well. Yeah, is holding the ship because he's only a year rental, so you can't get too high on him because he ain't gonna be here that long. Yeah, but he's doing well enough that we can put our developmental talent, juice him up as much as we can in the event of, and start off the next season with less questions at the quarterback position. <laughs> And you know, he has so many questions because when Jack left and Tommy came, I mean, Jack left and it was just Tyler Buckner and this potential transfer, that's a headache, yeah. Because you're like, we don't even, I don't even know. It's, it's interesting you say that because if Hartman does go down, like some, I'm not saying panic, it depends on any dude. Outside of the big three games, if Sam Hartman gets hurt and it's like USC coming in, uh, okay. Yeah. The rest of the schedule, dude, Notre Dame won games with Drew Pine last year. That's right. Like, relax. They they can run a game and some Whoa. other things with Steve they Angeli. won games with Drew Pine under center, not won games because of Drew Pine. No, no, no. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying he was a quarterback. Yeah, he was the quarterback he was at the quarterback time. Against yeah, yeah. against everybody else on the schedule, Notre Dame has enough talent. We have enough running backs to beat half they the can, They can do what they need to do to survive until Sam Hartman comes back. That's right. You know, That's right. And, and that is ultimately what you're seeing, and we talked about this. This is why we called Cap on Brady Quinn. Like you, you like you might be a year too early. Like you calling this the most talented team. Like yo, relax, relax. Next year's team with another recruiting class and these youngsters getting better now, and the two quarterbacks you'll have in your room that are yours. Now you're talking wow. about you know because having a super talented job. team. Because you're doing a great job because you're playing them early. This is yes. how you show your yes. yes, better teams in the future foresight yes. because they're playing in the games now. Yes, yes. That's how you get better. Yes. Yeah, all that development and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the experience, you cannot substitute. And for, them, for that eight years before, you couldn't get them young dudes on the field today about to graduate. Yes. So how much development can you expect when you throwing a fresh six? Uh, what is he? 17, 18 year old Jaden Greyhouse in there? Yes. And he catching touchdowns first, second game of the season. Yes. I can only imagine the 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 the, the potential of talent and the success he can have as JT's age. Yeah. Now we got thousand yard receivers and. We're looking yeah. like Washington with two first-round receivers because they put the work in freshman yeah. year. Now they're comfortable. They're ready to go. Until we start recruiting Travis Hunter, where we can just bust him out the package and he just do the damn thing on his own. 
Man, well, I can't wait to talk about that cat. We oh, still, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that. Dude. We still doing it the good old traditional develop the talent, play them early, get them out in three. And, and I like and look, the trend that we're headed. Look, Josh Burnham, everybody flashed, right? Jay Nosberry got in. Um, yeah. Tyson Ford got in, bro. At about time. You know what I'm saying? Made a real nice play on a RPO. He's huge, and he's like six. Yeah, and the fact they have him, they had a three three down lineman alignment and had him on the outside, which is where he played in high school. Yep. Instead of over inside, which he struggled with first when he first got to Notre Dame. So it it is. Look, you still have Devin Houston. You still have Brennan Vernon. You still uh. All these kids that are freshmen that, that by game six or seven can come make an impact. The top talented kids. Look, man, this is why you say everything is different. Play these kids. Drake Bourne was hurt. That's the only reason he didn't play Saturday. The only reason he was hurt. So <laughs> yeah, the only reason you're not playing now is if you hurt. Because <laughs> you're gonna get in that game, especially the way we play. You're gonna get in that game. Absolutely. So, man, you like what you see, you like the trend, and you have to treat those opponents the way they deserve to be treated. Oh, yeah. That's it. And I don't, like mind, I don't mind them treating North Carolina State badly, Saturday. Yeah, we should treat them like the ACC little brothers. That if we they been mess around already. And Notre Dame messes around and plays an A game, it's, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I and saw North, North Carolina North State North against North. Connecticut. I saw them against Connecticut. Yeah, we saw that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was on national television. We saw that game, how they played. It, look, and that's what it I'm is, saying. It it's like, and it's interesting because at the end of the day, we're rolling early. It's not like we starting off rough and we trying to figure things out. That's 80% of college football right now. Us, we hit the ground running. Running. We look mid-season form right now. Yeah. And I think what's good about that is because we're looking so strong early on, this is going to last and only develop to get better for the guys that are developing, like a Tyson Ford. He's playing good now. Just imagine by the time he's at USC. That's 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 the point. That's that's the point. Like we're looking forward to what has Marcus Freeman been saying? We're not chasing wins. So we're not chasing wins. Which we're playing ourselves to play our best. Like this is, we want to go in and play our best every week. If That's we right. do that, we know darn well we're gonna beat it. We could beat anybody. Instead of chasing oh, wins, like oh man, we gotta win this game. No, no efficiency, being better each week. And if you play a B game, you're still good enough. Yeah, yeah, our B game's got to be. If you like play I say, Michael game, Jordan's B game was better than ninety eight percent. Man, man, that's how we gotta be. Our B game still gotta be lethal and deadly, you know. But I don't, look, I don't even want to give grades for this game, bro. It, no, no. it, the starters yeah, were done. Second half, come on. Starters were done. I think everybody. I'll give everybody a B plus. Just yep. 
Move on. Man, Let's get move ready on. Next week. <laughs> move on the next week. Get ready for North Carolina State. North Carolina State. Uh, Jay Grizz, you don't really want to know the answer to that. You, you don't really want us to answer that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't let us. Don't, see, this don't do get that. Ahead of ourselves, thing. I don't you don't, you don't want us to answer that. That's. <laughs> you gonna think we not? You gonna think we not know the fans if I answer that question? <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't. Oh man, special teams has special teams has been an issue for us from the kicker, kicker fumbling on the kickoff. Oh man. Uh, Chris Tyree and punt return has been solid. Got in a couple opportunities. But Marty Biaggi, man, big shoes to fill, and he, yo. It's hard because we had such an explosively good special teams unit before. That was like the bar. So, you know, that would take some time to, you know, get developed the right way. But not counting Marty Biaggi out. That's my guy. That's my guy. Other than that, anything else before we move on uh, to North Carolina yeah, State? Because the North Carolina State, we'll dig into it. I do. Brennan Armstrong likes to run. All that scrambling he did against Connecticut, Notre Dame is not going to Yeah, come on. Cut it out. We cut Man, out they really, their offense really, it was a run game. They got the run game going against Connecticut. And if Al Golden comes out on some craziness like he did against Tennessee State. Maybe they get the run game going early and get out to a lead and make it difficult. But as I said before the season started, North Carolina State in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Young, lost a lot. Um, That wide receiver, they have a young wide receiver core that dropped a lot of passes against Connecticut that frustrated Brennan. It is. it's going to be interesting. The back end, they are going to challenge Notre Dame. They are going to go man to man and come with exotic blitzes yep. and, and different looks. and Because they know to, Sam. they yeah, like, this is still the Sam from Wake Forest. He just yes. got a different jersey on. Yeah, they're going to try to get Sam and Notre Dame off schedule, shut down the run. and But the thing about this running game now, bro, it's so much more diverse. That's right. Then we can do everything. Yeah, it's everything. We popping you inside. We hitting you with inside traps. We hitting you with outside pulls, counters. We still doing duo. Heavy power. Yeah, heavy power. Have heavy power. It's, and it's, then if you get, and then if you if you really froggy, we'll throw it to him. Yeah, yeah. And it, man, I haven't seen Notre Dame throw the ball to the running backs out the backfield this much. Man, it's been a minute. It's you been got, a minute. I mean, when you got Jeremiah Love, when you got a Devin Ford, an Audrey, a Chris Tyree, a, a Jabron Payne, how do you – you got to find ways to keep giving it to him other than handing it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I totally agree. I expect the game – look, man, this is going to sound cliche This game is about Notre Dame. Oh, 100%. If Notre Dame comes out, on that BS like they were early, the game will end up being tougher than it needs to be. If Notre Dame comes out, I don't know how we would come out on a slow start or on the BS. You know why? Sam Hartman 
He's got the he's been there, done that. And it's not even that. If you listen to Marcus Freeman, Marcus Freeman, this as a coach, you like winning and knowing darn well you can walk in that locker room and look them in the eye like y'all were real sloppy today. Oh, for sure. Like we don't we don't have to talk about it. But that first that first quarter, that that was not it. That's not no. That was mm-hmm. not it. And we can't keep going like that either. Absolutely. So now you have their attention. You got like, their hey, attention like hey. You don't smoke them 50 something to he's like, nah. No nah. first quarter though. No. No, Tennessee State was moving the ball up and down the field. And that's what's, just up? The what's yeah. up with that? And so it's I think it's a perfect opportunity. This game is about Notre Dame, man. If Notre Dame comes prepared to play from the jump, they'll handle business. They'll handle business. I don't know if Carolina State, they're gonna compete. This, this is, is the game, second though, game. But this is the game, though. Who's our feature running back? I think we would go from five to three. And where is Jeremiah Love fitting into that? Well, see, Devin Ford is, I mean, Devin is already in concussion protocol, so it, he he's out. I don't think he's going to clear concussion protocol before Saturday. But we still got Javon. Exactly. So, I mean, hey, four guys, I don't know if we'll use all four. Oh, they're definitely going to use we all should. four. Well, I don't know if we should. I think Jeremiah Love, this would be a great game to give him more carries this game. Test I'm, all, dude, I'm all for giving him more carries whenever. <laughs> but that's I mean, what I'm saying. It's got to come through having three three backs as featured because you can't take out Aldrich. Jerry right. and Bryce is a good balance. With Devin Ford being down, look, look, Jeremiah Love got to gotta, gotta touch it a little bit more. He's got to. Because Javon Payne is, is great for us. But we got to push the limits of where Jeremiah Love could go. Because we believe that he can be the X factor, not only this year, but that next year. Yeah, he's got to be a featured player, and this is a good game to see what it looks like with 10 12 carries. Maybe you know, put him up there with Audrey, rotate him with, with Jadarian often because it's easy when his teams, when everybody's doing good, you know, everybody was doing good these first two. Not everybody's gonna play their best this next week because the challenge is a little tougher. But our best players need to be touching the football is what I'm getting to. Yeah, yeah, we got a great team. Everybody can play. But our best players got to get the first share of the cut. And I think Jeremiah Love fits into that. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Look, this is when we start that. Climb, and this is when we tell fans, like, yo, enjoy the season. Like, hey, look, just <laughs> enjoy the season, dude. We got September 23rd is coming. It's coming. Like, you know, fans are like, man, nitpicking on social media. I'm like, yo, relax. Relax. We doing all this, and, and we ain't even played a, a tough team yet. Like, dude, relax. It's right. Like we're gonna have plenty of time to nitpick. Plenty of time. 
to say, oh, oh man, what's up with this? What's up with that? Enjoy. When we come back right here on CFB Nation, brought to you by Twisted T. We get into the CFB weekend. And boy, I got something to say. Not about Deion Sanders, not about his squad, but about how corny my comrades are. About how corny my comrades are in my profession. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to a Lucky Lucky podcast. <laughs> 